Book Two, Part Two of the Iliad of Homer, rendered into English blank verse by Edward, Earl of Derby. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. Say now, ye nine, who on Olympus dwell, muses, for ye are goddesses, and ye were present, and know all things. We ourselves but hear from rumour's voice, and nothing know. Who were the chiefs and mighty lords of Greece? But should I seek the multitude to name? Not if ten tongues were mine, ten mouths to speak, voice inexhaustible, and heart of brass, should I succeed? Unless... Olympian maids, the progeny of Aegis-bearing Jove, ye should their names record, who came to Troy. The chiefs and all the ships I now rehearse. Boeotia's troops by Peneleus were led, and Leitus, and Prothoenor bold, Arcesilus and Clonius, they who dwell in Tyria and on Aulus's rocky coast, Scenus and Scolus, and the highland range of Etionus, in Thesbia's vale, Gria and Michalessus's wide-spread plains, and who in Harma and Elysium dwelt, and in Erythe and in Elion, Hyle and Tian, Ocalia, and Copi, and in Medean's well-built fort, Eutresis. Thisbe's dove-frequented woods, and Caronca, and the grassy meads of Haliartus, and Plataea's plain, in Glysa, and the foot of lower Thebes, and in Anchestus, Neptune's sacred grove, and who in viney-clustered Arne dwelt, and in Medea, and the lovely site of Nyssa, and Anthedon's utmost bounds, with these came fifty vessels, and in each were six-score youths, Boeotia's noblest flower. Who in Aspledon dwelt, and in Minyas's realm, Orihamenus, two sons of Mars, obeyed, Ascalaphus, and bold Ialmenus. In Actor's house, the son of Asius, born, of fair Astyoche, a maiden, pure till in the upper chamber where she slept stout mars by stealth her virgin bed assailed of these came thirty ships in order due by scedius and epistrophus the sons of great iphetus son of naubolus who were led the phocian forces these were they who dwelt in cyparissus and the rock of python and on Chrysa's lovely plain, and who in Daulis, and in Panope, and Imoria, and Iampolis, and by Cephesus's sacred waters dwelt, or in Lelia, by Cephesus's springs, in their command came forty dark-ribbed ships. These were the leaders of the Phocian bands, and on Boeotia's left their camp was pitched. Ajax Oelius's son the Locrians led, swift-footed, less than Ajax Telamon, of stature low, with linen breastplate armed, 
but skilled to throw the spear o'er all who dwell in Hellas or in Achaea. These were they from Sinos, Opus, and Calarius, Pisa, and Scarpha, and Augia fair, Tarpha, and Thronium, by Boagrius's stream, him from beyond Eubea's sacred isle of Locrians followed forty dark-ribbed ships. Breathing firm courage high, the Abantian host, who from Eubea and Chalcis came, or who in vine-clad Histia dwelt, Eretria and Cerinthus maritime, and who the lofty fort of Diem held, and Charistus and in Styra dwelt, these Elephenor led, true plant of Mars, Chalcedon's son, the brave Abantian chief. Him, all conspicuous with their long black hair, the bold Abantians followed, spearmen skilled, who through the foemen's breastplates knew full well, held in firm grasp, to drive the ashen spear. In his command came forty dark-ribbed ships, those who in Athens's well-built city dwelt, the noble-souled Erechtheus's heritage, child of the fertile soil, by Pallas reared, daughter of Jove, who him in Athens placed in her own wealthy temple, there with blood of bulls and lambs, at each revolving year, the youths of Athens do him sacrifice. These by Menestheus, Petian's son, were led. With him might none of mortal men compare, in order due of battle, to array chariots and bucklered men. Nestor alone, perchance, might rival him, his elder far. In his command came fifty dark-ribbed ships, Twelve ships from Salamis with Ajax came, and they beside the Athenian troops were ranged. Those who from Argos and the well-balled town of Tyrans came, and from Hermione and Asini, deep-bosomed in the bay, and from Trezene and Ioni and vine-clad Epidaurus, and the youths who dwell in Macy's and Aegina's isle, o'er all of these the valiant Diomed held rule, and Sthenelus, the illustrious son of far-famed Capinus. With these, the third, a godlike warrior came, Euryalus, son of Mecestheus, Teleus's royal son, supreme o'er all, was valiant Diomed. In their command came eighty dark-ribbed ships, who in Mycenae's well-built fortress dwelt, and wealthy Corinth, and Cleone fair, Orneia, and divine Arethari, and Sicyon, where Adrastus reigned of old, and Genesis' promontory steep, and Hyperesia, and Pelini's rock, and Aegium, and the scattered towns that lie along the beach, and widespread Helicaean, of these a hundred ships obeyed the rule of mighty Agamemnon, Atreus's son. 
the largest and the bravest host was his, and he himself, in dazzling armor clad, o'er all the heroes proudly eminent, went forth exulting in his high estate, lord of the largest host and chief of chiefs. Those who in Lacedaemon's lowland plains, and who in Sparta and in Ferry dwelt, and who on Messes dove-frequented cliffs, Prasea and Aegea's lovely vale, and in Imicle and the sea-bathed fort of Helos, Oileus and Laius dwelt. His valiant brother Menelaus led, with sixty ships. But ranged apart they lay, their chief himself in martial ardor bold, inspiring others, filled with fierce desire, the rape of Helen and his wrongs to avenge. They who in Pylos and Arene dwelt, and Thyrum by the ford of Alpheus's stream, in Cyparissus and Amphigene, Petilion and lofty Epus's well-built fort, Helos and Dorium, where the Muses met, and put to silence Thracian Thamorus. As from Echalia, from the royal house of Eurytus he came, he, overbold, boasted himself pre-eminent in song, even though the daughters of Olympian Jove, the Muses, were his rivals. They, in wrath, him of his sight, at once, and power of song, immersed, and bade his hand forget the lyre. These by Gerenian Nestor all were led, in fourscore ships, and ten in order due. They of Arcadia, and the realm that lies beneath Selene's mountain high, around the tomb of Epitus, a warrior race, the men of Phineus and Orchomenus, in flocks abounding, who in Ripa dwelt, and Stratia, and Anispe's breezy height, or Tegina held, and sweet Mantinea, Stymphalus, and Parsethia, these were led by Agapenor, brave, Anchias's son, in sixty ships, in each a numerous crew of stout Arcadian youths to war inured. The ships wherewith they crossed the dark blue sea were given by Agamemnon, king of men, the son of Atreus, for the Arcadian youth had ne'er to maritime pursuits been trained who in Buprasium and in Elis dwelt, far is Hermione, and the extremest bounds of Mersinus, and all the realm that lies between Aleisium and the Olinus rock, these by four chiefs were led, and ten swift ships by bold Epeans manned. Each chief obeyed. Amphimachus and Thalpius were the first, sons of two brothers, Cateatus the one, the other, Eurytus, to Actor born. 
Next, Amarynceus's son, Diores, bold. The fourth, Polyxenus, the godlike son of Augeus's royal heir, Agasthenes. They of Dulichium and the sacred isles of the Achaenides, which face from o'er the sea the coast of Elis, whereby Meges led, the son of Phileus, dear to Jove, in arms valiant as Mars, who, with his sire at feud, had left his home, and to Dulichium come. In his command were forty dark-ribbed ships. Those who from warlike Cephalonia came, and Ithaca, and leafy Neritus, and Crossilium, rugged Aegilips, and Samos, and Zacynthus, and the coast of the mainland, with its opposing isles, these, in twelve ships, with scarlet-painted bows, Ulysses, led in council sage as jove tossus andremon's son the aetolians led from puron and pylone olenus chalcus by sea and rocky calydon the race of aeneus was no more himself and fair-haired meleager both were dead whence all aetolia's rule on him was laid in his command came forty dark-ribbed ships the king idomeneus the cretans led from knossus and cortina's well-walled town miletus and lycastus's white stone cliffs lyctus and phaestus rhytium and the rest whom crete from all her hundred cities sent these all, Idomeneus, a spearman skilled, their king commanded, and Meriones, in battle terrible as blood-stained Mars. In their command came fourscore dark-ribbed ships. Valiant and tall, the son of Hercules, Tlepolemus, nine vessels brought from Rhodes, by gallant Rhodians manned, who, tripartite, were settled, and in Elysus dwelt, in Lindus and Camirus's white-stoned hills. These all-renowned Tlepolemus obeyed, who to the might of Hercules was born of fair Astyoche. His captive she, when many a goodly town his arms had raised, was brought from Ephora by Celis's stream, reared in the royal house, Tlepolemus, in early youth his father's uncle slew, a warrior once, but now in life's decline, but now in life's decline, Lysimnius. Then in haste a fleet he built, mustered a numerous host, and fled, by sea the threatened vengeance of the other sons, and grandsons of the might of Hercules. Long wanderings past, and toils and perils borne, to Rhodes he came, his followers, by their tribes three districts formed, 
and so divided dwelt beloved of jove the king of gods and men who showered upon them boundless store of wealth and so divided dwelt beloved of jove the king of gods and men who showered upon them boundless store of wealth nireus the goodliest man of all the greeks who came to troy save peleus's matchless son but scant his fame and few the troops he led who in nisyrus dwelt and carpathus and cos the fortress of eurypolis and in the cassian and calydnian isles were and by calydnian isles were by phidippus led and antiphus two sons of thessalus alcides son with them came thirty ships in order due next those who in pelagian argos dwelt and who in alos and in alope trachis and phaia and in hellas famed for women fair and in hellas famed for women fair of these by various names achaeans myrmidons helens known in fifty ships achilles was the chief but from the battle strife these all abstained since none there was to marshal their array for peleus's godlike son the swift of foot lay idly in his tent the loss resenting of Briseis' fair-haired daughter whom himself had chosen prize of all his warlike toil when he thernessus and the walls of thebes o'erthrew and mynes and epistrophus struck down bold warriors both evenus's sons celepius's royal heir for her in wrath he held aloof but soon again to appear those in the flowery plain of pyrasus to ceres dear who dwelt in phylace in iton rich in flocks and by the sea in antron and talion's grass-clad meads protesilaus famed in arms while yet he lived now laid beneath the sod in phylace were left his weeping wife and half-built house him springing to the shore first of the greeks a dardan warrior slew nor were his troops their leader though they mourned left leaderless the post of high command Padarsis claimed of right true plant of mars iphiclus's son the rich phylacides the brother of protesilaus he younger in years nor equal in renown yet of a chief no want the forces felt though much they mourned their valiant leader slain in his command came forty dark-ribbed ships those who from pheri came beside the lake of bibius 
and who dwelt in Glaphery, in Bibi and Iolcos, and Iolcos's well-built fort, these in eleven ships Eumelus led, whom Peleus's daughter, fairest of her race, divine Alcestis to Admetus bore, who in Mythoni and Thamacia dwelt, and Melibea and Olyson's rock, these Philoctetes, skilful archer, led. Seven ships were theirs, and every ship was manned by fifty rowers, skilful archers all. But he, their chief, was lying, racked with pain, on Lemnos's sacred isle, there left, perforce, in torture, from a venomous serpent's wound. There he in anguish lay. Nor long, ere Greeks of royal Philoctetes felt their need, yet were his troops, their leader though they mourned, not leaderless. Oileus's bastard son, Medon of Rhene born, their ranks arrayed. Who from Echalia, Eurytus's domain, and Tricca, and rough Ithome dwelt, these Podolirius and Machaean led, two skilful leeches, Esculapius's sons. Of these came thirty ships in order due, who in Ormenium and Asterium dwelt, by Hyperia's fount, and the heights of Titanum's white peaks, of these was chief Eurypolis, Euemon's gallant son. In his command came forty dark-ribbed ships. Who in Argisa and Girtona dwelt, Ortha, Elone, and the Elone, and the white-walled town of Aloasan, Polypetes led, son of Pyrithous, son of Pyrithous, progeny of Jove, a warrior bold. Hippodamia, fair, him to Pyrithous bore, what time he slew the shaggy centaurs, and from Pelion's heights for refuge mid the rude Ethyses drove nor he alone with him to Troy, there came a scion true of Mars, Leontius, heir of nobly-born Coronus, Cynthius's son. In their command came forty dark-ribbed ships. With two and twenty vessels, Gineas came, from Scythus, the Enenes led, and the Perebians' warlike tribes, and those who dwelt around Dodona's wintry heights, or tilled the soil upon the lovely banks of Titeresius, who to Peneus pours the tribute of his clearly flowing stream, yet mingles not with Peneus's silver waves, but on the surface floats like oil, his source from Styx deriving, in whose awful name both gods and men by holiest oaths are bound. Magnesia's troops, 
who dwelt by Peneus's stream, or beneath Pelion's leafy quivering shades, swift-footed Prothous led, Tenthredon's son. In his command came forty dark-ribbed ships. These were the leaders and the chiefs of Greece. Say, Muse, of these who with the Atridae came, horses and men, who claimed the highest praise? Of steeds, the bravest and the noblest far, were those Eumelus strove, Admetus's son, both swift as birds, in age and colour matched, alike in height as measured o'er the back, both mares, by Phoebus of the silver bow, reared in Pyrea, thunderbolts of war, of men, while yet Achilles held his wrath, the mightiest far was Ajax Telamon, for with Achilles and the steeds that bore the matchless son of Peleus, none might fie, but mid his beat ocean-going ships, he lay with Agamemnon, Atreus's son, indignant. He lay with Agamemnon, Atreus's son, indignant, while his troops upon the beach, with quoits and javelins, wild away the day, and feats of archery. Their steeds, the while, the lotus grass and marsh-grown parsley cropped, each standing near their car, the well-wrought cars, lay all unheeded in the warriors' tents. They, inly pining for their godlike chief, roamed listless up and down, nor joined the fray. Such was the host, which, like devouring fire, o'erspread the land, the earth beneath them groaned as when the lord of thunder in his wrath the earth's foundations shakes in arimi where buried deep tis said typhius lies so at their coming groaned beneath their feet the earth as quickly o'er the plain they spread to troy sent down by aegis-bearing jove with direful tidings, storm-swift Iris came. At Priam's gate, in solemn conclave met, were gathered all the Trojans, young and old. Swift Iris stood amidst them, and the voice, assuming of Polites, Priam's son, the Trojan scout, who, trusting to his speed, was posted on the summit of the mount of ancient Esuites, there to watch till from their ships the Grecian troops should march. His voice assuming, thus the goddess spoke. Old man, old man, as erst in peace, so still thou lovest the strife of words, but fearful war is nigh. Full many a host in line of battle ranged my eyes have seen, 
but such a force as this, so mighty and so vast, I ne'er beheld. In number, as the leaves, or as the sand, against the city or the plain they come, then, Hector, for to thee I chiefly speak, this do, thou knowest how various our allies of different nations and discordant tongues let each then those command o'er whom he reigns and his own countrymen in arms array she said and hector knew the voice divine and all dissolved the council flew to arms the gates were opened wide. Forth poured the crowd, both foot and horse, and loud the tumult rose. Before the city stands a lofty mound in the mid-plain, by open space enclosed. Men call it Batia, but the gods, the tomb of swift Myrina, mustered there, the Trojans and allies, their troops arrayed. The mighty Hector of the glancing helm, the son of Priam, led the Trojan host. The largest and the bravest band were they, bold spearmen all who followed him in arms. Anchises's valiant son, Aeneas, led the Dardans. Him, mid Ida's jutting peaks, immortal Venus to Anchises bore, a goddess yielding to a mortal's love. With him, well skilled in war, Archilochus and Acamas, Antenor's gallant son, who in Zelia dwelt, at Ida's foot, of Trojan race, a wealthy tribe who drank of dark Esipus's waters. These were led by Pandarus, Lycaon's noble son, taught by Apollo's self to draw the bow, who from Adrasti, with linen corslets gilt, Adrastus and Amphius led, two sons of Merops of Percote, Deeply versed was he in prophecy, and from the war would fain have kept his sons. But they, by fate doomed to impending death, his caution scorned. Those who from Practium and Percote came, and who in Sestos and Abydos dwelt, and in Arisba fair, those Asius, the son of Herticus, who came from fair Arisba, born by fiery steeds, of matchless size and strength, from Celis's stream. Hippothous led the bold Pelagian tribes, who dwell in rich Larissa's fertile soil. Hippothous and Peleus, Lathus's sons, the son of Teutimus, Pelagian chief, the Thracians, by fast-flowing Hellespont, encompassed. The Thracians, by fast-flowing Hellespont, encompassed. 
Acamas and Pyrrhus brave, son of Trezenus, Saeus's high-born son. From distant Amidon, Perismus brought the Paean archers from broad Axius's banks. Axius, the brightest stream on earth that flows. The hairy strength of great Pelemenes, the Paphlagonians led from Eneti, whence first appeared the stubborn race of mules, who in Cytorus and in Sesamum and round Parthenius's waters had their home, who dwelt in Cromni and Aegialus, and on the lofty Erthinian rock, by Hadius and Epistrophus were brought from distant Alibi, the wealthy source of silver ore, the Alazonian bands. Chromis the Mycians led, and Enomus a skilful augur, but his augury from gloomy death to save him not availed. Slain by the son of Peleus in the stream where many another Trojan felt his arm. From far Ascania's lake, with foresize joined, the godlike presence of Ascanius brought the Phrygians, dauntless in the standing fight. From Lydia came Pelemenes's two sons, born of the lake Chigian, and Typhus and Mestlus. These Meonia's forces led, who dwelt around the foot of Tmolus's hill. In charge of Nastes came the Carian troops of barbarous speech, who in Miletus dwelt, and in the dense entangled forest shade of Thyrus hill, and on the lofty ridge of Mycale, and by Meander's stream. These came with Nastes and Amphimachus, Amphimachus and Nastes, Nomian's sons, these came with Nastes, Amphimachus and Nastes, Nomian's sons. With childish folly to the war he came, laden with store of gold, yet not availed his gold to save him from the doom of death. Slain by the son of Peleus in the stream, and all his wealth Achilles bore away. Sarpedon, last, and valiant Glaucus led the Lycian bands from distant Lycia's shore, beside the banks of Xanthus's eddying stream. End of Book Two, Part Two.